when we're in desperation mode, we're not thinking straight. So one of the mistakes we make as solopreneurs and freelancers is we're often just in our own head and we don't talk to anybody about it. Like we can't talk to our spouse about it because we don't want to stress them out. Can't talk to our online friends about it because we don't want them to know that we're struggling. And so we just stay in our head and we just try to solve everything in between, you know, our skull bones, right? And articulating it out, getting it out of your head by talking it out with a therapist or writing it out sometimes helps, but you get it out of your brain and then having someone else that you trust look at that and go, okay, this action you're planning on doing is crazy. (laughs) Hey, Feasters. Welcome to episode one of season three of Living the Feast. I'm Jason. And if you're new to the show, Living the Feast is a seasonal podcast for freelancers looking to build a profitable business. Maybe even build some recurring revenue so that you can live the life of your own design. We've got a great and very important show for you today with Justin Jackson, founder of MegaMaker and Transistor.fm. I wanted to bring Justin on the show because if you haven't heard him before, you're missing out. I admire him and how he's gone about creating a life for himself and his family. As a product and marketing guy, he's a thinker, he's curious, always testing things, but more importantly, he has no problem in sharing what he's doing when he's doing it. I know I can be better at that. Today, we dive into his story a bit and how going independent has shaped his life for the better, but he's also opened up a bit about being depressed and how that's affected him, his family his business, and what he's doing to and suggests everyone to do to work through that sort of stuff. So let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by Feast, the premium online coaching and community designed for web developers, designers, marketers, and freelancers of all type wanting to specialize their business and build recurring revenue that's profitable and sustainable. Today's market is ever-changing and yesterday's advice won't cut it. Feast members get access to the roadmap and training library which includes everything you need to niche down, build recurring revenue, and become that go-to respected person for your services. That together with monthly roundup calls, exclusive workshops, expert chit chats and our slack community you'll have everything you need to live the life of your own design if you're serious about not competing on price and having clients that respect you and your expertise then join feast head over to feastcourse.com today Welcome, Feasters. So today's featured guest is Justin Jackson. Welcome, Justin. Hey, how's it going, Jason? Good to be here on the show. Thanks for being here. Um, Justin is a husband, a dad, a product guy, podcaster, multi-time podcaster, uh, or maybe it's just podcaster, I guess, if we have a number of podcasters. But now he's a SaaS owner. And if you've listened to him for any length of time, he calls himself a self-proclaimed jackass on the internet. <laughs> uh, so he, he works with 
software and SaaS companies and building products over at megamaker.ca. Transistor.fm is his new podcasting platform. Um, And he's doing a lot of different other things in the mix here. So Justin, I'm sure I didn't do that intro justice. So tell us a little bit more about who you are and uh, why you do what you do. Yeah, no, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good, inter- that's a pretty good intro, actually. Uh, the, I like introducing myself as a jackass because I don't want to take myself too seriously. Yep. I think there's a lot of people in the tech industry that, you know, they, they, they just take themselves too seriously. They, they make it sound like we're, I don't know, we're, uh, we're doing this insane, you know, like people, there's people around the world that have a lot harder jobs than we do. And I just feel lucky that we get to, you know, type on keyboards and put stuff onto the internet. And yeah, I, and I, and the other thing about just being (laughs) introducing myself like a jackass is then hopefully people don't take me too seriously. (laughs) I, I don't have all the answers. I, you know, I'm just kind of working my way along as I go. And I I think one thing I've learned, I've been doing software for about 10 years. And one thing I've learned is that, man, ego really is the enemy. And when you start to believe too much of your own hype uh, or smoke too much of your own crack, you you really, (laughs) it's just dangerous. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just a jackass trying to figure things out like everyone else. Yeah. And I think, you know, and you know, the audience knows, and I always say it too, like, look, I'm learning out loud. I try to share what works for me and what doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. And not everything that I do will work for other people. But, you know, if you can get some lesson out of what I'm doing, then, you know, all the more power to that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, I always say a rising tide raises all boats. And, you know, if I can help somebody else solve a problem that they're encountering, then awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And, and that's the approach I like too, is where it's much more collaborative. That's what I've always liked about the internet and, uh, you know, being able to reach out to other people and say, Hey, you know, I'm struggling with this. Have you run into this? And, um, because there's just that much, many more people, you're not just confined to your own town or, you know, your own network. You can reach out beyond those walls. It, you actually get better information, but you have to be open to it. And yes, um, that means you have to be humble enough to realize you need help and um, giving enough to also help people in return. You know, when, when you figure something out, you can't just keep it to yourself. You've got to, you know, let other people know how they can do that too. Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent. I mean, look, uh, you're, <laughs> you're all the way on the other side of North America than where I am. Yeah. Right? And without the internet, that wouldn't happen. Right. Like I, I've got to get out to you because I mean, that's one of your things, right? Like if you come to my town, mm-hmm. which is a small town in Canada, Right. I'm from New York, so it's big town. And yep. there's plenty of people that come through New York and I'm like, Hey, I, why didn't you tell me you were coming through here? Like they'll be at the airport. We're like, I don't know, man. It was just an, an hour layover. I'm like, I'll meet you at the airport. That's fine. You know, yep. like, like that's one of your things, right? Like, Hey, if you come to my town, let me know you're coming and, uh, you know, we'll go grab a cup of coffee or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was getting too many emails. So <laughs> this is, this is going to sound like I'm going against what I just said, but I was, I was getting <laughs> too many messages from 
folks that were like, hey, can I pick your brain and can I jump on Skype? And, you know, I don't mind doing those every once in a while, but it was just becoming too much. And also, I mean, that's part of the way I make money is I do, right. I do coaching. And so, um, you know, I, it just wasn't manageable to say, well, I, I'll, I'll do this one for free, but I'll charge for this one. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, an easy way to manage this is to say, if you make it to Vernon, BC, which is, it's about four and a half hours, five hours from Vancouver inland. Wow. And if you make it here I and I'm around, <laughs> I will buy you a coffee. And surprisingly, uh, there's people that do this about, I would say probably 45 people a year fly in or uh, one guy was riding his bike across Canada. He was from the UK and he stopped by. Uh, there was a Jeez. couple from Quebec that were road tripping across North America and they stopped by. And so, yeah, I really dig it. Uh, that You know, if they've made the effort like that, that they really want to see you. And uh, I actually just enjoy being in person with folks mm-hmm. too. I'm thinking about rebooting the Product People podcast. And one of the ideas I'm throwing around is that whenever possible, and I'd like to, if I do this, I want it to be you know 80% of the time, I want to have the interviews in person. Mm. And uh, the, you can only do this if you like do it in seasons and like, it's not going to be a weekly show where it just goes forever. This is going to be like, we plan it, we record them, we produce them and then we release them. But I think, you know, having a mix of, you know, doing some stuff where it's just over the computer or Skype or typing like we are, but also meeting people in person is, is really great. And that's why I like conferences. That's, uh, that's also a trick I figured out you know, when I am flying into New York or Portland or San Francisco, I reach out to everybody. I say, hey, I'm, I'm coming in. Uh, you know, I'm not normally in your town. Here I am. And because mm-hmm. I'm not normally in their town, it's it becomes a special event. You know, it, it's much more likely that I might be able to get, you know, a meeting with somebody or mm-hmm. have them make the time because they know, whoa, if I, if I don't jump on this, I'll you know, I might not get another opportunity for a while. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've done that with several people that I've, you know, spoken to become internet friends, you know, people that I've looked up to and sort of been virtual mentored by, mm-hmm. um, that have, you know, come through New York, you know, Chris Marr from the content marketing Academy is one Troy Dean, um, is another. And, you know, these, these people live on, you know, UK or Australia or something like that. And they're, they happen to be coming through New York, you mm-hmm. know, and that's kind of like, I guess their layover into their vacation or whatever it might be. And that, mm-hmm. it's not even necessarily that they're here for business. And, you know, they re- they say that like, Hey, look, you know, I'm going to be in New York. Uh, if you want to meet up just, you know, half hour, hour, you know, it is what it is. And let's see if we can grab a cup of coffee. And y- you're right. It's like to have that, you know, face-to-face conversation with somebody, it's like, you know, it goes a long way to solidifying that, you know, relationship that you're building with that person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think we need both. You know, there's, there's something about just having internet friends and internet conversations, but if you're 
if you're not getting out of your bubble, if you're not getting out of your neighborhood, if you're not getting out of your town and going to conferences and meetups and or sometimes just, you know what, I'm just going to book a, a cheap ticket comes up. I'm just going to book a ticket, go and um, fill my schedule with a bunch of hangout times or meeting times and not, you know, just to hang out, just to touch base with people. Just, hey, I'm in town. What are you doing? Can we, yeah, go for lunch or grab a drink or something? Those are so invaluable. And one thing I've realized after doing all of these, uh, I, you know, I've probably interviewed, I don't know, over 100 people for the different podcasts I've done. Mm-hmm. And when I hear their story, the the defining moments are never, you know, I... I took a bunch of LSD and then I had a great idea. <laughs> and then, you know, all of a sudden the next day I was, you know, I got a billion dollars in funding. The The big movements in people's lives are always as a result of relationships. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, Nathan Barry will say, well, Heaton Shaw at Microconf encouraged me to double down on ConvertKit. And if he hadn't right. said that, that thing, yeah. I wouldn't have done it. Uh, Rob Walling uh, is been really clear that without his co-founder Derek Reimer, they would have never had the success they had with Drip. So there's th- these relationships we built are actually worth investing in. They're not for the sake of getting something out of them, but in the future you will get something out of them. Right, right. Um, yeah, and you can't just do that by sitting in your bubble. You need to get out of your comfort zone. You need to get out of your town and you know, actually go and spend some time in real meat space with folks. Sure. Yeah. So, so let me ask you then, what, what would you consider your defining moment in life? Uh, I mean, there's lots, uh, <laughs> the, the, there's a few, I mean, one, one is meeting Kyle Fox in Edmonton. Uh, he was a product manager for a local startup. I was a product manager for a local startup. And he was the one that said, hey, we should really do a podcast together. And I had been interested in podcasting, but it was him and him kind of pushing me that, you know, that got me to do my first show. And, you know, if he hadn't, I wouldn't have met all of these people I know now. I wouldn't, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was just speaking at MicroConf in Las Vegas. And as I was on stage, I was thinking, how did this happen? Like, how did I get here? (laughs) And it's because you can trace it back to Kyle Fox saying, hey, uh, we should do a show together. And, you know, we thought it would never be anything. Hmm. So that was a big one. Uh, Another one uh, on a serious note that I've been talking about quite a bit is... um, getting a therapist this past year was Mm -hmm. huge for me. And I'm writing a blog post that should be out tomorrow morning on justinjackson.ca. And it's by the time that this comes out, it will have been out. Yeah. Yeah. You can go there (laughs) and check it out. Um, It's basically what would I do if I had to start all over again? And number Mm -hmm. one on that list is I would get a therapist. Even if you're feeling good, even if you're feeling like you don't need therapy, I was definitely one of those people. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you meet me, you, you know, everyone thinks I'm really sunny and energetic and positive. Uh, but, you know, I got really depressed last year. And if I, what I wish is that I'd already built rapport with a therapist before that depression hit. And, uh, 
I think you can, you know, go out and just, what I did was I just Googled, you know, therapist in my town and went to like four or five websites, got a feel for each of the, the people. And then I booked, um, I emailed three and then I booked a phone call with one, just a 30 minute phone call to say, Hey, this is me. I'd like to get a sense of who you are. Um, and she charged me for that. Like that's a, my initial session. Right. Um, but I, after that phone call, I was like, okay, I can trust this person. I can, I have rapport with this person. And then I, you know, started going into her office. Um, and now I go about every month, Hmm. but yeah, I think mental health is something that a lot of entrepreneurs don't think about. Definitely. And I've definitely been the, the, the business owner who's like, Oh, I don't have time for that. Or that's right. too much money. Uh, like we have good healthcare in Canada, but we have to pay for stuff like that out of pocket. And and so, you know, all those same excuses that I think everyone is making right now as they're listening to this are yep. the excuses I made. And what I urge people to do is not make the same mistake I did, which was <laughs> not to have anybody. And then when when things do get bad, you don't have a rapport. And also you'll be surprised what comes out <laughs> when you sit on the couch and you know, the, your therapist goes, okay, so how are things going? And you'll, oh, great. You know, everything's great. And da, 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 da. And then all of a sudden you might be like, oh, but I'm really anxious about this launch I'm doing. And oh, the, the other day I was comparing myself to this other person on the internet and it made me feel <laughs> like garbage. Those are the kinds of things that a therapist can be very helpful at right. helping you kind of untangle. Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I mean, for you know, and I've spoken about my own kind of mental, well, you know, mental health and mm-hmm. awareness. I mean, for basically two times in my life where one was I was around college. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I was in a, in a very bad spot. Um, you know, but it was all just, you know, the way that I internalized family problems, social problems and things like that. I basically Mm -hmm. like just swept it all under the rug and just it, that rug became too big and you know, it was a bad time. So, Mm -hmm. and then it was, you know, another time was, you know, more recently was, you know, my wife and I, she wasn't my wife at the time I was doing freelancing for, you know, two plus years and it was my second go at it and, you know, doing it full time, my second go at it. And I was just like, what, what is wrong here? Like, I just can't get myself unstuck here. And I was really depressed about it. I was seeing other people, you know, Hey, look, I'm at the beach and I'm doing this. (laughs) Like, like, that's what you said, like you're comparing yourself to what's going on around you. And I said to her, I said, look, you know, I think I'm just going to have to get another, uh, I'm going to have to go back and get a job because we got bills to pay. We just got engaged. Mm -hmm. You know, like I was just like, this is not the life that I want us to live. Right. And she was just, she literally looked at my face and she goes, yeah, but that's not what you want. Yeah. And I know that that's not what you want for us. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. We'll figure it out. We'll do it. You know, it is what it is. And I'm just sitting here. I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, we live in New York and like, you know, that's not cheap. And like, like mm-hmm. I, I don't want to raise a family on the, Hey, am I getting paid this month? Kind of thing. Like, I just don't want that. And like, I just, I was dumbfounded by that response. And that mm-hmm. was kind of like, you know, it wasn't a therapy, like the, 
I went to a therapist the first go around, but mm-hmm. that was my therapy session. It was like, hey, this woman mm-hmm. <laughs> just told her guy that to not go get a job. Mm-hmm. Like what, <laughs> what kind of, well, I mean, this is, I mean, I got to hold on to this and yeah. I got to go do what I need to do. Right. Like, so it's definitely something at which, you know, I mean, it took me a little while to go at, I wish I could say like, it was a flip of the switch thing, but it was something, you know, like, Hey, I was battling this thing. And like, you know, May is whatever mental health awareness month, but I don't, mm. I feel like, you know, I feel like, you know, it's not talked about because, I think people don't want to share the warts of themselves. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to put on that shiny, like, you know, like this is what I'm good at and this is what I'm doing and look how great I am kind of thing. But I, I, you know, even on my, my daily podcast, I spoke about it, you know, last week and, you know, I said, Hey, look, you, you, when you are freelancing and your mind's not right, then your business isn't going to be right. Your physical space is not going to be right. Your physical well-being is not going to be right. You have to get your your, your mind right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's I'm I'm glad that you kind of brought that up there because you know that's it's definitely a defining moment for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I think what, the other thing I like about having a therapist is, you know, I just felt like there's so much of my personal stuff that was crazy or so like, I'm like, oh, she's never seen anything like this before. And to have a professional who does this every day and sees hundreds of clients and has seen, you know, every situation under the roof, she goes, ah, you're actually not that special. You're not that unique. (laughs) This is, I've seen this before. And just to be like, what? There's something encouraging knowing you're not the only one Mm -hmm. that goes through hard times. And I also like having a place where I don't have to pretend. And I think the one disadvantage of the internet or maybe one of the downsides is we often feel like we have to pretend and we Mm -hmm. have to put on this, you know, certain, this certain profile or has certain, you know, feel and you don't want it. You don't, I, I mean, there's obviously a balance here. You don't want to just be, you especially don't want to be overly negative online. Right. And you want to be, you know, uh, dealing with your your struggles in a healthy way. But I think there's also some room out there for some real vulnerability uh, and to say, you know, it, things are hard. And right. uh, one thing I've been sharing lately is that you, because I was so depressed last year, um, the last six months especially, I just did not work. Mm-hmm. And I just, I drained the business bank account. And now in 2018, I'm in the process of rebuilding that, of getting, you know, I'd like to have six months worth of expenses in the bank account. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's hard. It's yeah. hard getting that, that momentum again. Uh, but it's real. It's what I'm going through right now. And, um, you know, I hope, I, ho- I hope I'll make it through <laughs> it, but I, it's just one step in front of the other. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. um, Real life is real life is real life. And there's a lot of people pretending. And I, I think personally, I just don't want to pretend. Uh, yeah. Or and maybe I don't want to pretend anymore. Maybe I was pretending too much before. And um, I think I'm still doing good work. I still want to do good work. And, you know, I've, yeah, I, but things aren't always 
awesome, especially in business. There's a lot of ups and downs. And that's the thing too. Like, you know, you said you drained the bank account. And for me, it was like, I don't, I would wake up and I'd be like, I just, I, there's no way I can code today. Mm -hmm. Like I can't concentrate on lines of code when I've got all this garbage that's floating around in my head and Mm -hmm. I can't even get out of my own way. Like, How am I going to solve somebody else's problems if I can't solve my own problems? Right. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's, it's, it is, like you said, real life's real life. Right. And you know, it's definitely, that's, that's definitely some great sound advice there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and again, I think if someone is out there and is like, Oh, I feel like that. Therapy is just a great way to deal with that. And, um, and to, to go, okay, here's how I'm feeling. This is what a therapist will do. We'll be like, okay, how are you feeling? And acknowledge that those feelings are real. Like you really do feel, uh, overwhelmed. That's a big one for mm-hmm. business owners. I'm overwhelmed. I feel like, you know, all, I, I'm not getting enough leads. Uh, this deal fell through. Cash flow is not doing great. Uh, my MacBook Pro just broke. Like there's all these things, right? And so the therapist will acknowledge those feelings. Okay, those are real. It's good that you're feeling. You're a feeling person. But now what are we going to do? Like what we we don't always want to act out, uh, especially negatively based on our feelings. And so there's this realism to it as well, which is, okay, we've got your feelings out. Those are important. Now what are we going to do? How are we going to make good choices? And I think one of the mistakes we make as solopreneurs and freelancers and all is we're often just in our own head and we don't talk to anybody about it. Like we can't talk to our spouse about it because we don't want to stress them out. We can't talk to our online friends about it because we don't want them to know that we're struggling. And so we just stay in our head and we just try to solve everything in between, you know, our uh, skull bones. Right. And uh, the, by articulating it out, by getting it out of your head, you know, and people can do this by talking it out with a therapist or writing it out sometimes helps, but you get it out of your brain and then having someone else that you trust look at that and go, okay, that feeling you're having is a a normal feeling. People have those feelings, but this action you're planning on doing is crazy. (laughs) And, you know, when we're in desperation mode, especially we're not thinking straight. And so what are you going to do? That's, you know, the best thing, the best next natural step for you to make your life better. And uh, you, you, I think we need to check ourselves on those a lot more. The answer isn't always, well, I'm going to fire up a new project or I'm going to, you know, um, or I'm going to, you know, sometimes our reaction is I'm going to, browse reddit for six hours and that doesn't help <laughs> right. either so yeah. we having someone to check you is really helpful yeah no it's 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 definitely true i mean i think you know especially feeling like an feeling having feelings of solving your own problems as an entrepreneur i mean that's what we do right mm-hmm. like as as a business owner we solve problems we solve our clients problems we solve our own business problems and then when we feel overwhelmed, like you said, sometimes it gets to a point where you just shut down. Yeah. And then like people are like, Hey, what's wrong with Jason? 
Mm-hmm. It kind of seems out of it. And I've had my own friends kind of check me on that stuff once in a while. It's like, like, Hey, I haven't heard from you in like a week. What's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what's going on there? You know, and, you know, just to be able to have those checks and balances in your life. I mean, that's a, you know, it's, it's very important, especially as a business owner. Totally. Yeah. So now that we completely depressed everybody, let's, <laughs> <right? laughs> uh, let's, let's, let's what what was a, the highest point of your career so far? Oh, I mean, there's been lots of those too. Uh, there, and this changes for sure. I mean, initially, and this really depends on your personality. I've been, that's another thing I've been doing. Like as I was dealing with this depression, I would go and do like the strengths finders, the strengths finder yeah. test. Yep, yep, I've done uh, that. Yep, and you know just looking at who I am and how I'm built and, you know, uh, what kinds of things I should be doing as a result of that. And, you know, the truth is I really like um, being on stage. I really like uh, being the center of attention. I really like to connect people. I like to connect with people. I love, like, to me, one of my favorite things is flying into a city and, sending out a call on the internet and having a bunch of people show up at a pub and just spending time with them. That's by far one of my favorite things. My family and I went to Scotland and, you know, everyone else wants to go see these sites and wants to go, you know, look at this museum. (laughs) And I just want to like do meetups with all the people in Glasgow. Uh, (laughs) And so, and I did that twice while we were there and they were both my highlights. So I really, um, you know, love that stuff. Uh, one of my favorite projects ha- is the Mega Maker Club, um, which you're a member of. Mm-hmm. It's a community I started in 2013. And it's uh, for solopreneurs, bootstrappers, people building tech businesses. We have a Slack channel and forums. But just the relationships that have been built there, I feel like it's different than a lot of other communities. We've been able to last a lot longer than other communities. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't make very much money. It's like uh, you pay $2.99 for lifetime, I think is the, the thing. And it, 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 you know, it makes enough to support itself. But I just really enjoy that group and uh, was recently in Las Vegas for a conference and a bunch of Mega Maker Club members were there and getting to hang out with them in real life was just so fun. Oh, I can imagine. I mean, that that's, it's funny. Like we talk about like, you know, internet friends and, and meeting people in real life. And, you know, I, I joined Mega Maker Club, I guess, within the past year or so. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I joined and then I was looking at the member list, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, he's here. Oh, he's here. He's here too. Like, wait a second. What's going on? And like, you know, you, you, I, these other people that I've met online, met in person in other communities online and Slack groups and stuff. I'm like, Hey, nice to meet us. Nice to see a familiar face in here. Like yeah. what took me so long? You know, it's, it's, it's funny. And, and it is, it's one of those, those communities that has lasted a lot longer than most out there. And, you know, I, you know, I've built new relationships inside there of people that are, you know, of all varying different stages. And just to be able to be a part of that kind of community to, you know, get opinions on what you're doing inside of your business. Cause like you said, a lot of, 
I would say 99% of the people that are in there are building some sort of tech business. Now they could be freelancers or, or software people or SaaS people or, you know, something like that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like very different. Like I come, you know, I came out of the Java world, right? In Mm -hmm. the nineties. And I did a lot of custom Ruby on rails development and that kind of stuff. And then I kind of, you know, meandered a little bit on PHP and found myself in the WordPress space, right? Yeah. So now once you're in the WordPress space, that you're kind of like entrenched in there, right? Yeah. Like you kind of stay in that bubble for a while. Yeah. And because I came from outside of that space, like I didn't grow up doing WordPress. It was just, you know, hey, this is what my clients are asking me to do. Yeah. Um, you know, now I'm like, I was in there for a long time, like five, six years. And by the way, I use the podcast to kind of get my name out there into that space. And that in and of itself was an experiment that I had no idea would work and it worked. And, and now I'm kind of like going into these other communities that are again, like it's vastly, you know, Hey, look, you know, here's you over here and you're doing this thing in the healthcare space. Oh, you're doing things in, uh, data sciences, you know, it's like mm-hmm. all over the place. And just to be able to build and form those relationships, you know, online is, is, is amazing, right? Like yeah. you don't have to be at lo- location or at that job to do that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've just, it's just been so fun. It's been fun to put together that group. And, um, and I, I think the, the last thing that comes to mind um, you know, back to your original question is when I published marketing for developers, because that was the thing that enabled me to quit my job, quit consulting and go independent. And uh, now I'm two years into this and I've seen the, the uh, good sides and the bad sides of being independent. But, um, you know, just to make a living from the products that I make um, is there's something about that that's been very mm-hmm. freeing. And um, I wouldn't say it's always better than doing services. <laughs> and in some ways, I'm going back to that now. I'm, I'm doing a lot more online coaching. But the, um, yeah, just having this asset, this thing that I created that, you know, um, makes a couple sales every week and, you know, keeps, whenever I do a launch, it brings in, a big chunk of revenue and helps feed my family. That's that feeling is incredible. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I, it's something I, you know, that, that's what kickstarted, kickstarted it for me. I've done other things since then, but that, that first one is, yeah, it's really special. Yeah. I mean, and that, and that's the thing too, like you, you, you touched upon it there is like building something that, you know, puts food on your table, right? Mm-hmm. It feeds your family, supports yeah. your family in that way. And, you know, I, I look at your Instagram stories, which by the way, I don't know how you keep up with that stuff daily like that. <laughs> like, holy cow. Whether it's snowboarding or the beach, you know, the, the lake or, you yeah. know, I mean, like, I'm like, holy cow, how does he do that? Like I'll go two days and I'll be like, oh yeah, I got to do that. Like, <laughs> like it's like, so it's, it's funny, but like, you know, I, I could tell like, yeah, I mean, you're very involved with your family and, and your children. And like, is that something that why you decided to go independent in the first place? Yeah, partly. 
I mean, there's not a lot. I live in a really small mountain town. And I knew when I moved here, I convinced my boss to let me work remotely. So I was working as a product manager remotely for this software as a service company in Edmonton. And I knew there wouldn't be a backup plan, really. It's not like uh, a bigger market where I can just walk out the door and, you know, go and apply at a bunch of places and get another job. And so the a piece of this was how can I figure out how to do this and live here or really live wherever I want and, um, you know, uh, make it sustainable. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing that being depressed taught me this past year was I definitely don't need to work as much as I thought I did. Now, I, <laughs> I wasn't working enough last year. I was just, you know, not feeling good mentally. Um, I've never had that before. Just, <laughs> it was so hard. I couldn't believe it. I used to like really look down on people that, you know, would say, oh, I can't get out of bed. I can't. But now I get it. It's, it's a real thing. But what it taught me was, you know, in the old days, I would be here in the office from like 7 a.m. till 7 p.m. if I could. I just loved being in the office. I wasn't always being productive. I was just like here. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, you know, my typical day now is I'll get up. I'll help the kids get ready for school, drive them to school, uh, go for coffee with my wife. And then she has to be at her office at 10 a.m. And so I'll be here in my office around 10, 1030, work, and then uh, pick up the kids around 3, 330. So my day has gotten a lot small, a lot shorter. Uh, and I'll still work the occasional evening and the occasional like Saturday morning. But yeah, there's the flexibility of being able to pick my kids up from school, mm-hmm. of you know, being able to, uh, you know, go, go to the beach or if they've got a, a, they call them PD days here. I'm not sure what they call them in the States, but like where the teachers do professional development, the kids don't have school. And so we'll, uh, you know, in the old days it would be like, uh, we'd be rushing around trying to figure out who's going to take care of the kids. But now I know I can just be around. So yeah, it makes a big difference. And, uh, to be able to live your life. Sometimes I forget actually how good it is for me now. <laughs> uh, I used to be, you know, I used to spend two hours a day in my car driving to and from work. And uh, I know there's probably some people listening to this right now who are in their car yep. and, you know, they're frustrated. And um, I know that frustration. I know that frustration of feeling like, ah, like I'm wasting 10 hours a week just driving to the office and, you know, being able to, like, it's probably a five minute bike ride from my house to the, to my office downtown. (laughs) It's like incredible. And, uh, you know, even when things aren't going great. Like, you know, right now I'm like, okay, I got to get some money back in the doors here. Um, <laughs> it, it's encouraging to feel like, okay, but I really do have a great life. And right. um, I'm around my kids a lot more than I was. Yeah. I mean, that that's, you know, Kai Davis, uh, he said it best. And I think he still has it on his Twitter profile of 
living the kind of life that you design, mm-hmm. you know, and like, I, I love that expression. And just to be able to, because that's why I built my business to, cause my father was not home. He was mm-hmm. working all the time. And, you know, I would see him, you know, when he came home from work at like eight o'clock at night, you know, yeah. a couple minutes. I mean, he was my little league coach, you know, it was what it was, but mm-hmm. you know, I was like, I don't want that for my children or my family. Mm-hmm. So I got to, you know, I knew at an early age that I, I, and I'll be honest, I mean, I have a mouth and opinions and stuff. I'm not the exactly the best employee, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. like, so I knew that, hey, I, you know, let me see if this freelance thing will work. And I've tried, and you know, my wife, she was like you, you know, she, mm-hmm. she commuted tw- two hours one way. And it yeah. was insane. And like, you know, her company got bought out and we were going through actually buying our house. And she was like, they're moving further out east now. Like, yeah. what are we doing now? Like, I'm, I'm never going to see TJ. And I was like, just quit. Just like, it's not good for your head. It's not good for us. It's not good for TJ. I mean, it's just, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. You know, like I yeah. kind of just threw it back at her, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, she's right now outside playing with TJ on the swing set. And like, you know, it's great. Like you said, yeah. it's a great life to be able to just be around the ones you love, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think for folks that are far away from that right now, that might be frustrating for them to hear it, hear that. But the that really, the other thing I'm realizing is you don't get the life you want all at once. It's mm. this iterative process. And so for me, that started by begging my boss to let me work from home one day a week. And he said no. And then, you know, the next year at salary renegotiation time, I said, okay, how about we cut my raise a little bit and let me work from home? And he still said no. And then I just kept bringing it up. And eventually he said, okay, you can work from home <laughs> one day a week. And you know, that was the first step. And then, you know, I, I started working on other things. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, I understand the frustration a lot of folks have like, ah, oh, come on. Like you, you guys are talking about pie in the sky type stuff, right. but it starts by just, you know, eating one piece of the elephant, you know, yeah. like just, okay, I'm just going to do a little bit right now to try to make my life better. Yep. Uh, and I'm not sure who said this initially, but a lot of people throw this around and I, I think it's a good metaphor is, you know, just try to get better 1% a day. So try to make mm. your life better a little bit every day. Awesome. Yeah. I, lo- I love that. Yeah. I've heard that expression too. Mm-hmm. Um, so this has been awesome. We've, this is one of the longer episodes of Living the Feast, <laughs> which is awesome. I mean, it's a great conversation. Um, you know, so before I let you go, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what's the future of Justin? What does that look like in the in the near future? What, what's what What are you passionate about right now? Uh, so I'm working on a new podcasting platform called Transistor.fm. And, um, and I love that, by the way. Total full disclosure, I am on that platform, and it's yeah. an outstanding platform. Yeah, it's been really great to have folks like you. Uh, we, we're in early access right now, and we're hoping to do the official launch sometime in July. Mm-hmm. So people can sign up for that at transistor.fm. And uh, the other thing I'm, I'm want to focus on again is my newsletter. 
So every Saturday morning or most Saturdays, I'm going to say not every Saturday, but whenever I have something to say, I'm going to send a newsletter Saturday morning, something you can drink with your coffee. And it's going to be stories, tips and lessons that I've learned as an entrepreneur, as someone building a software business, as someone, you know, who's gone independent. And so if uh, if you're looking for something, uh, you know, that's not, it's not going to be like uh, really, sometimes it'll be tactful, you know, full of tactics. Sometimes it'll be stories, but uh, people are really resonating with the ones I've been sending lately. So yeah, justinjackson.ca slash newsletter for that. Nice. Awesome. So this has been fantastic, Justin. I thank you again for coming onto the show and sharing the, both the ups and downs. I mean, it's, 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 I know it's difficult to talk about at times. And, uh, you know, I know that there's folks like us out there that are going through the same thing. And, you know, Hey, mm-hmm. if you guys are feeling low or not right or something like that, definitely figure out a way you can, whether it's a therapist or a friend or somebody that you could reach out to and have a, a frank conversation about that. Um, you mm-hmm. know, um, it's something, you know, something that I, you know, I definitely encourage you, uh, to do and, um, you know, and the hot, like you said, take a bite out of the elephant at a time, right? Like mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I've been at this for a decade and parts of 15 years. So it's not like an overnight success, Justin, you know, same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he kept on nudging his boss until basically yeah. bludgeoned him until he said yes. Right. I mean, yeah. if that's what you want. If you want that life that you want to design, yeah, you got to keep at it and, and, and go after it because nobody's going to hand it to you. So, um, totally. So thanks again, Justin, where can, uh, folks reach out other than your newsletter to say thanks. Uh, on Twitter, I'm M I Justin. That's the letter M the letter I Justin. That's probably the best way. Awesome. Great. So everyone, that's it. And as always, it's your time to live in the feast. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, then head on over to liveinthefeast.com and subscribe. Leave Justin and I a five-star rating and review in iTunes as it will help others find this episode as well. Next week, I'll be back with Curtis McHale talking about constraints and the funny things that both kids and podcasters say. Until then, it's your time to live in the feast. Live in the feast.